come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing one person changing the world, protected by God, according to God's word. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And yes, you guessed it, we're going to talk about protection. So let's look at the world in the biblical meaning of protected. Preserved from harm, especially by means of formal or legal measures. We can find this biblically in Acts 25, 1-4, and then 10-12. through 12. And it reads, Three days after arriving in the province, Fetus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem where the chief priests and the Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. They requested Fetus as a favor to them to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem, for they were preparing an ambush to kill him along the way. Fetus answered, Paul is being held at Caesarea, and I myself am going there soon. Now 10 to 12. Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court, where I ought to be tried. I have not done anything wrong to the Jews, as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. After Festus had conferred with his counsel, he declared, You have appealed to Caesar. To Caesar you will go. My, 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 my young loyal listeners. God is doing some amazing and unforgettable things in the book of Acts. As I finished reading, an old hymn came to mind. Oh, how I love Jesus. I'm going to give you a verse, then the hook. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music in my ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. The reason that that song comes to mind is... Festus truly believed it was Paul's appeal to Caesar, man's decision, when it was really Paul's prayer for God's protection that spared Paul's life. See, no one saw that Paul was praying. No one can. See, I put that in there. You have to understand Paul as a person, Paul as a Christian, Paul as a as a vessel being used by God. Paul was a person of prayer. No different when God spared Job's life. In Job 1, 9 through 10 and 12. And I'm going to read it. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge of protection around him and his household and everything he has? The Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. This is God once again showing his protection to one of his. God will protect you. When you're walking in his light, when we are actively serving and doing God's will, he is there to protect you. Joshua 1 and 5. I know, like you guys know it, I love scripture that supports other scripture. Joshua 1 and 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. 
I will not leave you nor forsake you. God is making a promise to always be standing there with you. God was with Paul on Paul's journey to discharging his ministry about the good news of Christ. God knows there's a very good chance that someone will want to persecute you for doing God's work. Let us never forget that the devil gets extremely mad when, number one, we are spreading the gospel for God, and number two, when God protects us from the tricks of the devil. At this time, we want to take a quick pause before we go into our next segment to pray for our kids. Father God, we come to you right now thanking you for all of our youth across all the world, Lord God, all that have returned back to school, all that have returned to preschool, Lord God, daycare. We ask that you keep them, put a hedge of protection around them, Lord God. They are young and impressionable and soon to be soldiers on your battlefield for you. So we ask that you keep them, Lord God. We ask that you bless and touch the teachers, Lord God, that they treat them as angels like they are, Lord God. Use them to speak wisdom and understanding to the next generation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio after that prayer of protection for our next generation to look at some practical ways to walk in God's protection. I want you to read Psalm 91 on your own to see what it speaks to you about God's protection. Don't take my word for it. Don't take our word for it here at the PNT Podcast Studio. We tried him for ourselves and he never fails as long as we are working and living in his will. So let's get right down to it. Number one, God's protection means you are inaccessible to the enemy no matter what the circumstance is. Don't get it twisted. These circumstances you find yourselves in for God's purpose and will. These are the circumstances that we're talking about. Think back to Paul. He longed to do God's will and purpose. In return, he received God's protection. So I say this to you. When you're in God's will, you will get God's protection. Number two, God has covered you with a garment of light. Keep in mind, light and darkness cannot dwell together. So as long as you're wearing the garment of light, you are in God's protection. God is the only one that can shine the light of protection. God has his eyes on you at all times, ensuring nothing happens to you. Don't walk into the darkness for any reason because you will walk out of God's protection. And we don't want to do that. Number three. Keep a shield of the word over you so no fiery darts of the devil can penetrate your life. Stay suited up with the full armor of God. At the name of Jesus, the devil trembles. I need you to catch it. The devil fiery darts will be thrown and may even hit you. But the word that you have in you won't allow those darts, those tricks of the devil that oppose God to enter into your life. So keep the word over you and in you. Number four, your security will be determined by how much time and attention you give to God and his word in this life. Uh-oh, your protection is directly tied to what you do for God. If you stay in his presence day and night, then you are guaranteed his protection day and night. Let me say it another way with scripture. Let's read Romans 12, 1 through 8, but I'm just going to focus. I want you to read that though. I'm going to focus on one verse, but I want you to read Romans 12, 1 through 8. Verse 3 for me. For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with your faith, God has distributed to each of you. God tied something to your level of belief. No different from God tying your level of protection to the time you spend in God's will and purpose. I need you to understand that. Your faith will determine what God gives you. 
You have a little faith, then you get a little God. If you have big faith, you get a big God. I need you to understand that. And number five, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. You have to accept God's joy, protection. There's no if, and, or buts about it. When we decide to live to make ourselves happy, we are choosing our joy over God's. That doesn't work for God, nor does his protection in that situation. So let's get it right, my young Lord listeners. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about how the Jews in Acts 25 wanted to kill Paul because they believed him to be, in other words, a traitor. We talked about how they wanted Paul to return to Jerusalem so that they could ambush him and kill him while he was on his way. The youth were amazed at how strong the hatred was towards Paul. But we paused because one said it wasn't Paul they hated. It was Jesus they hated. You know, we gave high fives because that's true. Look beyond Paul and find out where the hate really stems from. They didn't want him preaching the gospel because, again, Paul was the same one who tortured, imprisoned, casted the vote to have Christians put to death. So, yes, they hated what he had become, a Christian. I took them to the end of the chapter and last sentence, which reads, For it seems to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not to specify the charges against him. We talked about how Paul must have felt knowing that he did nothing wrong, yet was in prison and people wanted him dead. I asked them to put themselves in Paul's shoes. How would they feel? I heard discouraged, angry, scared, worried, alone, and one even said abandoned. For some of us, when we decided to give our lives to Christ, we were accused of doing things that we did not do. We were accused of saying things we did not say. And we may have, like Paul, felt all of those emotions, but we didn't and shouldn't lose faith. God will always have our backs. He will protect us. He will guard our hearts and minds if we trust him. Paul could have said, if I have to go through all of this, it may not be worth it. But he didn't. He took all of it and came out victorious regardless of what they spoke against him. It would be easy to let the words and actions of others stop us from living a godly life, right? Yeah, it would. But what would happen to that person who needs your encouragement the day they decide they don't want to be here? What would happen to that person that needs to hear a scripture from you because they are getting ready to backslide? What would happen to that person who needs a hug from you on the worst day of their life? God has allowed his angels to surround you and protect you. So continue to live a godly life. Someone needs you. You may not see it now, but God has a work for you to do. In summary, the importance of being protected by God. God protects us because he loves us. We serve God because we love him. What is there to fear if we serve a loving and gracious God? The light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. The power of God protects me. The presence of God watches over me. Where I am, God is. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Psalm 23 and 4. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennett's. Or Real Talk What? 
You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.